Our service doesn't end after we leave the military. The mission changes, but we still find the need to be of service. What's yours? Listen in as we talk to our guests about their military careers and life after the uniform in their second service. This podcast is sponsored by Fortis et Fidelis, a brand dedicated to honoring the brave and faithful. Make sure to check out fortis-fidelis.com and support the podcast by subscribing to the show and leaving us a five-star review on all the podcast platforms. Now, let's get to the show. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Brave and Faithful Podcast. Uh, Today, I have another Marine veteran. He is the host of the Oscar Mike Radio Podcast, uh, Mr. Travis Partington. What's going on, Travis? Hey, how's it going? How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you. Awesome. Awesome, man. Well, again, I appreciate you for taking the time here. Um, So, you know, before we get started and talking about your your podcast, tell us a little bit about your service in the Marine Corps. Uh, When did you serve and how long you served for? Oh, I'm one of those old school guys now, I guess. Uh, I served from 95 to 99. Um, I went into the air wing and I did this job called a uh, Hawk. It's 7222. And it is a missile. It, back when the Marine Corps was doing air defense, uh, it was a missile that you learned to um, you know, fire at aircraft you know, 40 to 60 miles away. And that's what I did. And uh, I did it. It's kind of funny. I I got to Fort Bliss where the Air Defense Artillery School is and found out from the Sergeant First Class in the Army, because it's an Army base, of course, that, hey, what are you doing here? Hawk's going away. And and so sure enough, the Marine Corps, in their wisdom, had decided to uh, cancel the program halfway through my tour. So when those tankers uh, had that happened to them last year, I certainly understood where they were, where they were coming from. And then I spent some time in the armory, uh, you know, doing weapon maintenance and stuff like that, and then got out. So you did uh, you did one one enlistment. Uh, you got out. Uh, you, you said it was nineteen ninety nine, just yeah. the turn of the century. Um, you know, we we talk a lot a lot about transition and you know going back to the civilian sector on the podcast. Um, you know, each one, you know, has its own journey. How how what was that journey for you? How was that? Well, like a lot of veterans, uh, your your TAPS class, your separations class was very high level, um, and then added added bonus. I was not going home. I was going to. Uh, a different area of the country to move in with my uh, now ex-wife, but I just gotten married and, you know, was jumping into married life. It was a lot of change in a short amount of time and very stressful, had to find a job real quick. And so uh, just, just a lot of change, a lot of change I had to deal with a lot of loneliness because, you know, my friends and family were not close. And I think that affected me a lot more than I cared to admit. So when you separated, you weren't really um, near any family or anything like that? No, my nearest relatives were over a thousand miles away. Okay. Okay. And, and, and you know, when you separate from, from the Marine Corps, um, 
what what did what came next? What did you do next? Did you go back to school or did you, you know, go into the job, finding a job or what was that like for you? So I had to go to the VA to get seen about my leg because I'd injured my leg in the Marine Corps. And the smartest thing I did, the only thing that I really got out of the subs, subs class was find your local veteran service officer and go see them. I had no idea how any of this stuff works. So I was working at CVS as a pharmacy um, tech, which wasn't my cup of tea. Nothing, nothing like dealing with an old man who uh, his his prescription for certain things has run out, and he has a has a date in the car. That's, that's, <laughs> that's not a, that's not a fun conversation, right? Yeah. And all this time, uh, I had gone to see him, and he was he, he was. His name was Staff Sergeant uh, Colantonio, not Staff Sergeant, he was a um, Sergeant Major, excuse me, Paul Colantonio, you know, 30-year uh, Army Army guy, you know, chevrons and service ribbons down the arm, and he told me that, hey, you know, just, just hang in there, we're going to get you uh, to, some, to some, you know, vocational training and go from there. And I had started off after the pharmacy job, I worked at the uh, Division of Employment and Training for the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. I helped file unemployment claims. And, you know, it wasn't a bad job. Uh, There are several advantages to working for the state, not the least of which there's a lot of veterans working for the state, and it kind of operates like the military. You know, hurry up and wait, tons of paperwork, and, you know, an organizational structure that's very, you know, hierarchical, right? Right. But it wasn't like really me. I, I was a tech guy, a lot of technology. That's that's what I did. And going back to the VSO, uh, Sergeant Major Colantonio said, hey, they've got this program at the New England uh, Shelter and Home for Veterans called uh, this computer course. Because I was trying to get a computer job and I kept getting told that I didn't have the qualifications, which is very weird for me because I'm like, look, I worked on a multi-million dollar radar system the missile alone cost more than your house at the time <laughs> now it wouldn't <laughs> but you know the, the missiles were about $175,000 a piece and you know what do you mean I'm not technical and that's when I learned you need to you need the paperwork the alphabet letters after your name or mm. some piece of paper to prove that you can actually work on technology and so he had found this computer course. It was six months long. He's like, I don't know all the, the nuts and bolts of it, but if you take it, they give you a certificate. And if you do it right, it will apply for college credit. So I did it. It was six months, um, you know, got through it. And then I, I got a, I got a job working for a headhunting company uh, near my house. And then uh, I got a job working at uh, my current employer. I've been there for, almost 22 years in the financial services industry uh, doing computer work. And now I, now I do cybersecurity. So it's been, you know, it, it, I didn't have an easy time, but it's amazing how one little piece of information or just one person who says, Hey, go try this. I'll make a couple phone calls can help you out. Yeah. I think that's an important message. Um, you know, with, especially for those who are planning on transitioning out soon. Right. Um, a lot of the work that you do in the military um, sometimes isn't transferable or um, things that you do doesn't really get transferred uh, out uh, in the civilian sector. So 
those certifications and and uh you know things like that do do matter right when when you, when you do get out so it's important to find um well i think most importantly find uh, net, networking find the right people to connect with to to get you to those places absolutely i mean that that is that's an affirm on that i mean your your network is your pool of resources it's more valuable than money so you know, a lot of us veterans don't want to socialize or network. We want to do it on our own. But I'll tell you, you're, you're, it's just like the military, right? You're stronger together than you are by yourself. Right, right, right. So, uh, you know, Travis, you, you know, you mentioned you've been um, ever since getting that certification, basically kind of set you up for your um, your life after the after this uh, the military. Um, but along the way, you you kind of you created this, um, you know, this podcast, this kind of like avenue for, uh, you know, to get stories of our military and veteran community out there, and uh, for you know, creating ideas and for for people like us to meet. What kind of, you know, what kind of led you to uh, creating Oscar Mike Radio, and like, how did that come about? Sure. I started thinking about Oscar Mike Radio in 2014, 2013. Um, one, I was going through a very, very bad time in my life, probably uh, the lowest I'd ever felt. And it was really questioning my purpose in life. And then two, right around that time, a couple of Marine buddies that I served with uh, had passed away, not through suicide, but through some circumstances that were like, you know, man, you know, that could have been me. And then the, the last thing, which is really important, is, uh, you, you know, I had joined the Marine Corps League, and we would do these rituals for deceased veterans, and a lot of them were veterans that had committed suicide. And it was really brought at home when you're, we do the ritual, we, we, we greet the family, offering whatever comfort we may, and, you know, I had a family member ask me why, you know, why this happened? Why him and not you? Why not you? And that really got me thinking. That really stood with me. I, I had never really thought of it that way before. Because, again, you know, I, I was going through quite possibly the worst time in my life. And it had been this way for a while now. And I'm like, you know, I don't know why. I, I, don't, I don't feel that that person is any more or less than me. They just didn't have any hope was a common thing that I heard. And I'm like, well, what, what can I do to provide some hope? Because maybe if I do that, maybe I'll get out of this funk and this valley that I'm in because it's one of those things, right? You get up and you look in the mirror and you're like, this day's just going to suck. You know, it's just not going to be good. And there's nothing good coming out of this. And Oh yeah, it's going to be, a while before you can even think about, you know, getting some kind of normalcy back in your life. And I said, well, what can I do? And I'm like, well, you know, should I do a blog? Well, you know, blogs are kind of like everybody had one back then. Uh, do I want to get on video, which is kind of funny now since I am on video, but I'm like, no one's going to want, I have a face for radio. No freaking way. No, I'm not going <laughs> to do it. And around that time, um, because I do vocal work and I do, you know, vocal projects, 
uh, I got connected with some people at WBBF uh, 1530 in Taunton, Massachusetts, and they'd have me come down and guest guest host on their show. I said, well, what? I could do the radio because I've always liked radio. And I, I start asking around and I'm like, oh, my God, you know, radio is 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 a whole different ball of wax. Uh, a couple of the stations that I went to in, in my area, it's a minimum, minimum of $2,000 a month to have a, 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 a one hour show a week for four weeks on on a, a FM or AM band, minimum $2,000. So you need to you need to have twenty four thousand dollars raised before you even think about going on you know the radio because you know an hour of airtime was you know five hundred bucks and that was the cheapest low end of the spectrum and I'm like this is just impossible and it was really weird you know around that time I got introduced to this this event called Dale Dorman Media Day and it was at Massasoit Community College and I went there and there was this guy who had his own podcast network talking about the power of podcasting. And I'm like, man, I could do this. You know, I don't know what I'm doing, but I could do it. I mean, it's, it's a computer right. and a microphone and I could try to work this out. And, and so that's, I met with him. His name's Keith Hayes. I sent us to one productions, you know, the Hubazoo network and, you know, got me dialed in and the first show absolutely stunk. I go back and listen to it. I'm like, like, like everybody's right. It just, and it took me, you know, a good six months to kind of start figuring out my, my flow. Right. And what started happening was I started really looking forward to being able to do this. I got a real sense of satisfaction telling somebody else's story. Um, I had a purpose. I had to, I had to be able to produce content every, every week try to make it better every week and then you know start talking to fellow veterans about their their hopes their dreams their problems their challenges their defeats in their business in their nonprofit in their uh, recovery whether it's from substance abuse physical recovery from being injured in the service relationship issues all that I started being able to really make that work. And so that, that's kind of how it got started. And that's kind of where I've done now. And that was back in 2016. And I'm on number, I'm, I'm editing right now, number 307. It's, it's been quite a ride. So now you've over 300 uh, podcast episodes. That's correct. That's correct. That's awesome, man. Um. So, you know, you, you mentioned you started this in, in 2013 or 2014. 20, uh, that's, I mean, almost. Well, well, let me, let me, I started thinking about this in 2013, 2014. Okay. I was volunteering at the New England Center and Home for Veterans teaching a computer class that got me going. But the first track I laid was on July 16th, 2016. So sorry about that. 2016 was six first. Yep, six years ago. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. And, and, you know, just throughout that time, um, I, I know there's, there's over 300, but what would you say, what's been some of the, you know, most rewarding times or experiences you've had when, you know, bringing in and, uh, or, and, and talking to your guests? I think it's the whole process. Uh, I've learned something from every guest or topic I've covered, right? 
Um, there's no one person that is a better memory than the other person because I learn from each 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 individual. Um, and part of it's my my approach. My approach really is, you know, I don't care if you're a you know celebrity or you know Fortune 500 guy or a veteran who just got home trying to stand up, you know, their, their business, you know, I really want to take that time I have with that person and make it a positive experience. And I think the best part for me is when I do a show and that guest or their, one of their wife or their, their parents or their kids will, you know, drop me a line in my, my email or, or social media saying, Hey, you know, I learned something new about my husband or wife who served because of, you know, being able to listen to that, that, that really makes my day. Want to support an active duty owned brand? Head over to Fortis-Fidelis.com. Again, that's Fortis-Fidelis.com. And help us in honoring the brave and faithful service of our nation's defenders. All proceeds will help us create and provide memorial coins to the families of our fallen service members. Again, that's Fortis-Fidelis.com and help Fortis Fidelis in honoring the brave and faithful. Yeah, I mean, like, and, and all your guests are... Um veterans or uh, involved with with the military community correct my guests are veterans or people civilians who support veterans so um you have to have some kind of veteran angle in there and I, I want people to hear from civilians who support us because there's a lot of civilians out there that would love to open their business or their their expertise or their property to a veteran cause or, or, or initiative right but feel very reluctant to do so because they don't know if they'll be accepted. And so, uh, you know, the last couple of years, there's been some really amazing civilians who figured out a way to take whatever they have and support us with it. And, you know, I want to profile them as well. So, so uh, Travis, since starting this pod, uh, this podcast since 2016, um, you know, what would you say or what resource would you recommend for anybody out there that might be uh, thinking of, you know, starting their own podcast, you know, what are some resources that you can kind of provide our audience to, you know, help and get started with that? Before we even talk about resources, we got to discuss, you know, your why and your success failure criteria. If you don't have your why of, of why you do this, and, and I, you know, even now you had to be really adaptive to make this time with us work, right? And you're doing that for a reason. You've established that reason. You know why you're doing it, and you're comfortable with that. But a lot of people just dive into podcasting without having that why really identified in their mind. You've got to really, you know, understand yourself and be aware of what you're doing, right? If you don't have that done, you're not going to succeed. You're not going to have any fun. You're not going to have any purpose. And you'll you'll be in pod fade before you know it. So when you have your why done, then, you know, let's talk about your success failure criteria. For some people, it's having thousands of likes or followers or, you know, high-end sponsors, so on and so forth. 
and that is fine if that's what you want. Some people just want to sit on their couch, open their laptop up with a you know a little mic and share their knowledge with the world. And, and being able to do that consistently is is what they want to do. And the cool thing about podcasting is it's a huge sandbox. You can make your sandcastle however you want, but you need to understand you know what what that castle is going to look like and how you want it to be. And once you do that, then we can talk about you know some of the tools and resources um you, you know I, I tell everybody look you know it's very tempting to buy this and buy that I, I i like to see people who go out and buy um one of those task cams or i have a zoom h6 uh recorder it just makes things a lot easier when i say easier it's the post editing process it's being able to take that recorder and go anywhere in the world set up two microphones and have a conversation with somebody you don't have to have a studio to get good sound with it it's it's a really key piece of your your equipment second thing is is just you know there's a lot of uh, stuff on youtube about how to you know edit sound sound is very complicated and you know you can do a whole lot with audacity which is what i use to edit my show still and it's not the best you know, digital audio workstation, but it works for me and, I, and I've gotten, you know, good at using it and I'm still learning aspects of it. Uh, the, the third thing is, believe it or not, man, is organization. If you've got a calendar system like Calendly or your Outlook calendar or your Google calendar and you've got your OneDrive, OneNote or Google Drive or whatever you use to organize your time and your guest time, and organize your thoughts that is really the secret sauce right there you know excuse me something that you can look at while you're talking on the screen to remind you the points you want to cover what your guest likes what they've done in the past all that stuff adds up to an amazing experience for your guest so for me it's a little bit of technology it's a little bit of upfront investment in technology it's an understanding of your purpose and and, and how you want to approach your success or failure and failure is not a bad thing. Failure just means, hey, I got an opportunity to learn here. I messed up. Like, you know, one of the things I had to learn real quickly is you got to hit the record button. Mm. <laughs> nothing yeah. sucks. Nothing, nothing, nothing's worse than getting halfway <laughs> through a show and realizing, oh, my or God. Right? Right? That's, that's an example of failure, and you learn from that, right? And then the last thing is really organizing your experience for your guests or topic. Yeah, uh, I love when you said in the beginning how you kind of put that. It's like, you know, um, podcasting is like a huge sandbox. You can kind of make your sandcastle go any way you want it, right? Um, because, I mean, like, there's plenty of podcasts out there for for, for anybody, for, you know, for anybody, really. Um, and it's really just, I think, when you, when you do start out, is you're right. It's, you know, it's just finding that why. Why do you want to start this? Why do you want to do this? Because if once you have that established, um, you'll be able to uh, be more consistent and, and, and continue to follow through with it. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and you know, it, it's been said before, I'll say it again, just have fun. As, right. as long as it's fun, then you'll, you'll never, you're, you're never wrong. You're never wrong. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's that's definitely important because you know it won't be like it won't feel like working if you're having fun with it. So. Absolutely. Um, okay, Travis. So 
one last question before we go to our second segment here. Uh, what's one thing you want our, our listeners to, to take away from, from this episode? Well, I just, a lot of times, uh, a lot of people, no matter what kind of podcast you're doing or what, what you're doing in general, whether it's, you know, um, crocheting or, you know, doing pottery or doing music or whatever are afraid to, um, expand their network, right? They're afraid to let somebody else, you know, in their zone because they might steal from me or they might. And I'm like, look, there is that it does happen from time to time, but you're going to miss out on all these wonderful interactions with other people that are working hard on the same craft you're working on. So what I'm trying to say is, you know, don't, don't, be in a silo don't shut yourself off from somebody who might be able to add you some perspective or you know a great guest or you know just some help understanding how to do what you want to do yeah don't don't shut yourself off from somebody that might add a, a different perspective absolutely absolutely i think that i mean i think that's important nowadays right um well, I mean, I mean, we're in the military, right? And how many right. times, like, well, you know, he was a reservist, so I don't, you know, screw him. I'm not going to listen to him. And I'm like, well, you know, okay, you know. And the reservists sometimes get deserve that, right? They deserve it. Sometimes they don't. They don't. But they, 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 they put on the same uniform you and I did, and, you know, they serve their country the way they did and, and sometimes put their lives at, at risk. We can't just – that's an example, right? You, you know, and, and so – Outside of the military, there's people like, well, you know, I'm doing a golf fundraiser and I don't, that other guy's doing a golf fundraiser in his town. I'm not going to help him out. I'm not going to go to it. I'm like, well, you know, if you went to it and got to meet him, he might be able to do something with you and right. meet people. It's it's a big, huge world out there. Yeah, I think um, to a certain point, we have to kind of get out of our own way and just you know work with others be better teammates absolutely um, all right so travis going into the the second segment of the podcast here so uh, this is what i call the fast five these are the same five questions asked all my guests are you ready oh, bring it on send it <laughs> uh so first question what's one hobby you enjoy uh motorcycling what type of uh, motorcycle do you have? I have a 2007 Yamaha Stratoliner. Okay, okay. Um, second question, if you had to choose one person to hang out with for one day, who would it be and why? Oh, wow. Um, I'm going to say George Orwell because <laughs> 1984 and Animal Farm changed my, cemented my whole view of the world. And I would love just to uh, see what he would think of today's you know, environment now. George Orwell. Okay. Uh, next question. So going, following up with that, recommend a book for audience to read. Recommend a book. Um, Dune by Frank Herbert. Sci-fi, but it, it's very, uh, connects on a very human level. You said that was Frank Herbert. Yep. Dune. Dune. Okay. D-U-N-E. 
What's your favorite quote and why? Uh, it's, it's not really a quote. It's a poem. It's Invictus. Um, and the name excuse me right now. Who actually wrote it? I can look that up. But the poem was very key to, and the, and the line of the poem that really gets me is, I am the captain of my fate. I am the master of my soul. That last part, yeah. That last part. And that really gets to me because um, it's the truth. Right. You know, life is throwing all kinds of turbulent chaos at you at all times. But if you can understand that, that, that you can persevere and work through it, you know, you truly are in control of who you are and what you do. Yeah, I was funny you mentioned that. I was actually listening to that on YouTube the other day, but I can't, I, I, I can't remember who, who, who wrote the, that poem. I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bang it right now. Because it's, it's bothering me. I should know that. Let's see. Oh, William Ernest Henley. Yes. Hello. Yes. William Henley. Right. Yep. 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 All right. So, Travis, last question here. What do you see yourself in five years or even 10 years from now? Five or 10 years from now, I hope to be uh, still doing Oscar Mike Radio. I, I, I hope to be um, moving moving to the end of my professional career um, and, and doing this more full-time in, in some form or fashion, I don't really know. And uh, hope to be jo join my, my sons and their, their children when they have grandkids. Awesome, man. Well, Travis, again, I appreciate you for, for taking the time here and uh, you know, sharing a little bit about your story, your service and, and what you're doing now with, with the podcast, Oscar Mike Radio. Um, one final thing, where can our audience, where can they follow you? Where can they, where can they support you? I'm on all the usual channels, but you can go to OscarMikeRadio.com. That's OscarMikeRadio, all one string, dot com, and you can access everything there. Awesome. That's uh, for, for those listening in, again, OscarMikeRadio.com. Um, all the socials, Oscar Mike Radio. Go follow, go subscribe to the podcast, leave a review. Um, and again, Travis, thanks again for your time, brother. Thank you. I really appreciate it. And uh, this is an enjoyable experience. Awesome, brother. Take care. All right. Hey, everyone. Raiden here. I just want to thank you for listening to our podcast make sure you guys go check out our website fortist-fidelis.com again that's fortist-fidelis.com and learn how you can help us support in providing these memorial coins to the families of the fallen and make sure you guys go follow our social media on facebook frts fdls again that's frts FDLS and on Instagram and Twitter at FRTS underscore FDLS. Again, that's FRTS underscore FDLS. And make sure you guys go subscribe, review, and leave a comment on our podcast on all the podcast platforms. Till then, take care. <laughs>